Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to our latest uh, quiz. This is the October 2020 quiz. We're moving into the fall, so let's see what we can do. I have 10 terrific cases for you, and without further ado, let's get started. In this patient with abdominal pain and weight loss, I ask you what's the best diagnosis? When you look at the images, what you see is that the body and tail of the pancreas have a different attenuation than the head of the pancreas, but also it's edematous, and what you see is a low-density halo around the pancreas. Now, when you look at the choices, you say, could this be carcinoma? I guess you would have to say there's a proximal lesion, and that's why the pancreas looks different, but then you would see a dilated duct. Lymphoma can be diffusely infiltrating, but that halo I'm describing is not something you would see, and isolated pancreatic lymphoma obviously is exceedingly rare. So now we're dealing with two choices, B or D, or acute pancreatitis or autoimmune pancreatitis. Well, the answer surely is pancreatitis. They each have that word. But to be more precise, the halo around the lesion, the diffuse edema, is classic for acute pancreatitis, but it's really classic for autoimmune pancreatitis. And so with autoimmune pancreatitis, you have a halo, you have diffuse enlargement of the gland, Remember, treatment with autoimmune pancreatitis is simply steroids for two weeks, and then the pancreas will decrease in size. This case, I don't think I would confuse with a cancer, but remember at times, autoimmune pancreatitis can be confusing with a mass, as it can present as a pancreatic head mass, for example, with dilated pancreatic duct and dilated common duct. In this case, I ask you what's the least likely diagnosis, and there's four choices. Well, let's look at the images. What you can see on the axial images, there's a large infiltrating tumor in the hilum of the liver that's obstructing the uh, intrahepatic ductal system. When you think about that image alone, you're saying to yourself there's a tumor. Could it be hepatoma? Well, hepatoma usually doesn't give dilated ducts. Could it be a cholangiocarcinoma? It's possible. Could it be what else? Well, tumors that infiltrate into the hilum can also be lymphoma. When you look at the image on the right, the MIP image, you can see the encasement of the portal vein. It's patent, but it's narrowed. And truthfully, cholangios or lymphoma or, in fact, hepatoma can do this. So when you look at the choices, those are three good choices. The one thing this is not is simply hepatitis. Hepatitis can cause textural change, but it doesn't cause the mass effect like this. You can see acute hepatitis compressing and stretching arterial structures and even at times venous structures, but not this encasement. This, in fact, was lymphoma. My second choice would have been cholangio. Third and distant choice would have been hepatoma. But the least likely diagnosis would have been acute hepatitis. This patient developed a fever two weeks post-colon surgery, and a CT was done to look for the cause. When you look, you see a mass in the left side of the abdomen, and in the images with the positive contrast, uh, the contrast is around the mass. And at first glance, you say, well, this must be an interloop abscess. There's air, there's some model density. That's a good possibility. But I think once you've seen this before, you recognize what you're dealing with is a surgical towel that's left behind. There are no markers on this towel, but you can see the ridges of the towel, and once you've seen that appearance, you recognize it. Obviously, you could have said, well, how do I know this is not a recurrent tumor? How do I know it's not an abscess or a pseudotumor? That appearance is almost like an anmini. It's very classic, and it's a retained surgical towel. Look carefully at this case and remember it. 
We've seen a number of cases like that. The most likely diagnosis in this case is, if you look at the lesion, we have a complex cystic lesion in the liver. There are no dilated ducts. The lesions have septations, but no calcifications. I would admit I could consider hydata disease based on septations, but typically, well, that's rare and usually endemic to certain parts of the world. But also with hydata disease, you would see calcifications in 70% of the time. You can have cystic hepatoma, but this is just too cystic. You can have a gist tumor metastasizing to the liver. It's one of the causes, as is ovarian cancer, of cystic liver meds, but the septations are truthfully too much. This was an excellent example of a biliary cyst adenoma, and that's the correct answer. This patient has shortness of breath, and the question is, what's the best diagnosis? This is a tricky case. What you first notice on these images is there's adenopathy present, and it looks like infiltration going from the hilum into the lung. There are patchy infiltrates and ground glass infiltrates bilaterally, and perhaps you do entertain, could this be simply pneumonia? But with the infiltration, the solid components, you gotta think about malignancy. Now, there could be some pulmonary edema component, but there is mass effect here. It's not simply a pneumonia. Sarcoid would be a good thought, though often the nodes are going to be in part calcified, and sarcoid usually is patchy and not so perihylar. When you see a perihylar process, you're really thinking of something that's infiltrating, and you gotta think of malignancy. At times, tumor, lung cancer itself, can infiltrate with spread along the arcade of the lung parenchyma, but this is just a very nice example, and the best answer here was lymphoma. A very unusual appearance for lymphoma, but one that does occur. This patient had symptoms of flushing, and the best diagnosis is, well, the truth is, if you say flushing, I would say carcinoid tumor without looking at the patient's uh, images, but let's look at the images. What you see particularly well shown on the 3D um, volume rendered image is a one centimeter or so enhancing lesion in the patient's ilium. The bowel is dilated. There's also some prominent vessels feeding it. When I see a vascular lesion, the small bowel, and if I only looked at the vascular lesion, I would say carcinoid or gist or even theoretically metastasis like from renal cell carcinoma. When I start seeing the desmoplastic reaction, that pushes me to carcinoid. Lymphoma is unlikely, that's typically not vascular. This is not retained foreign matter. So if I have to pick a choice, I'm going with carcinoid, and that's the correct answer because of the desmoplastic reaction as well as the location in the distal small bowel. Just tumors are more common in the duodenum, but we see them anywhere. In this middle-aged female, the best diagnosis is we're looking at a mass in the patient's liver. The mass has a pseudocapsule, it's low density. The liver is not cirrhotic. This looks like an aggressive tumor. It also has calcifications. So what could you think about? Cholangiocarcinoma is definitely a possibility. Can be mass-like, sometimes it dilates the ducts. Hepatoma is possible, usually more common in a cirrhotic liver, but I couldn't exclude it. FNH, this is not the appearance of FNH. Focal nodular hyperplasia enhances homogeneously, looks like the IVC, does not have a pseudocapsule and becomes isodense over time. This calcification in the lesion makes me think of what tumors have calcifications in the liver. 
occasionally metastasis from mucinous tumors like adenocarcinoma. But typically when it's a mass like this and you're thinking about a hepatoma, but it's not a cirrhotic liver and you see calcification, that's a fibrolamella hepatoma. Also, fibrolamella hepatomas are more common in patients in the 40s and 50s. So just a very nice diagnosis. This patient had left lower quadrant pain, and I asked you what the best diagnosis is. When you look at the images, you see an inflammatory process with looks like multiple air bubbles, perhaps as a perforation. You could see his epicenter is not the colon, but it's the small bowel. And when you look carefully at this small bowel, there are multiple little outpouchings or diverticuli. This is a classic appearance for jejunal diverticulitis. We think about colon diverticular disease and diverticulitis commonly. We think about duodenal diverticuli, but it's rarely thinking about jejunal or ileal diverticulitis. It's an uncommon process, but presents as acute inflammatory process, can be managed conservatively if you make the diagnosis. Obviously, it can be confused with a perforation of the colon. You could think about Crohn's disease or other inflammatory etiologies. Again, the mesenteric component is critical, but also the outpouchings of air, which at first you say maybe it's just free air. Then you realize you're dealing with diverticuli, and this was jejunal diverticulitis, a wonderful case. In this patient with abdominal pain, I asked for the best diagnosis, and the finding on the axial and the coronal is about a three centimeter enhancing mass in the antrum of the stomach. You then say to yourself, what lesions in the stomach can enhance? Well, you could have ectopic pancreas, usually it's smaller. You can have metastasis from say renal cell carcinoma, but that's not the case here. You can have just tumors which can enhance, that's a possibility. But you also can have carcinoid tumors. Carcinoid tumors do occur in the stomach and they're typically vascular. Gastric adenocarcinoma is usually not surround but doesn't enhance. Lymphoma is infiltrating and doesn't enhance. Occasionally gastric polyps can be vascular and simulate other malignancies. But this case, the best answer, a mass in the antrum enhancing carcinoid tumor of the antrum. An unusual gastric tumor, but one you need to think about when you see a vascular gastric lesion. In this teenager, the best diagnosis is which of the following masses. So the first thing, of course, you have to think is what's common in teenagers. So if I don't look at the images, FNH is usually in the 20s and 30s. That's a chance. Hepatic adenoma is similar. Angiosarcoma is very rare. Can be due to radiation. Can be due to vinyl chloride. And then you say hepatoblastoma. That's kids, uh, single digits, or in their teens. So already without looking at this, I'm thinking about hepatoblastoma, though of course I need to look at the images because maybe I'm just showing, throwing you a curve. When you look at the images, you see a large mass arising from the liver. There's central septations. It's pretty well encapsulated. And when you think about it, so now we're dealing with hepatic mass. This is not the appearance of FNH or hepatic adenoma. Angiosarcomas are very vascular. This is a great appearance for hepatoblastoma. Large masses, often with calcification, usually vascular, central scar is common, and the central scar here is very dominant. This was hepatoblastoma. So with that, I've given you 10 terrific cases. Hopefully you got them all right. If you didn't get them all right, hopefully you learned something. And hopefully you're looking at our app on the Apple Store, which is the CTSS Quiz, which has 
over a thousand cases from all our monthly studies for more than the past decade. And with that, have a great day. If you liked what you heard here today, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and visit our website, ctss.com, for lectures, quizzes, pearls, and more. Also, be sure to check out our apps that are available for free on the Apple Store. All links are in the description box below.